0: We are the men in maroon. One is a solopian, and the other loves a day out in the tune. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus. We are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. Coming up on this inaugural episode, after losing in Perth, we reflect on our win in Paisley. We look ahead to stopping Jim getting a good win at Tynecastle. And Daz talks about how the kebab pie he treated himself to at the weekend won Twitter. But first, we're going to introduce ourselves. And I'm going to start with you, Daz. Very briefly, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm Daz, and as you can probably tell by the accent, I'm not uh, an Edinburgh native or even a Scottish native. Uh, as the amazing intro stated, I am a Salopian, which for those of you don't know, is uh, someone who's from Shrewsbury in Shropshire in England. Uh, I moved up to Scotland in 2011 and actually went to my first Hearts game before I moved up here the same year when I came for a taster to see uh, how much I liked the country and Weirdly enough, it was against this weekend's opponent at St Mirren. It was my first game back in 2011. Uh, what was the result? I believe we won 2-0 because I came back two weeks later and got a, uh, I think it was back in the National Express days, a 12-hour coach journey up here to make a, weirdly, uh, uh, this is quite weird, we played Aberdeen midweek and I went to that was my second game. We've got a twelve-hour National Express coach up here to make the next game. That is commitment. It, it,
0: it, I don't know if my friends and family saw his commitment or just craziness. Although I do, I do know one fan, and the person will know who they are, who um, comes in from the northwest of England for, and this is on some occasions I believe to watch Hearts play in midweek and travels back uh, in the car, driving down, I assume, the M6. <laughs> I think that's incredible, uh, to be honest. But a 12-hour coach journey, I mean, that is... You must be a very patient man, Daz.
1: I'm not going to lie, it was probably the longest 12 hours I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was a nil-nil draw, I believe. There was no goals. So it wasn't... Was that coach dry- uh, trip during the day? During the day, and then...
0: Uh, oh my gosh Back thing in the morning oh my gosh see because i've done the megabus and remember other operators are available i have to say that in case somebody messages <laughs> and says what about us <laughs> <laughs> but um I do, i've done the megabus a few times from scotland to london and it was during the night which wasn't so bad because what would you do at two o'clock in the morning? You're obviously going to sleep. But during the day is just... I just don't know how anyone can travel on a coach during the day. It's just... no disrespect respect to coaches, but I mean, seriously, that is just uh, brutal.
1: Yeah. I, it, it was, I was glad to say that my next game, luckily I'd moved up here. So there was only a, a short trip from Dun, Edinburgh, where I was living at the time. So it wasn't as bad.
0: Yeah, Live nowhere yeah. near as bad but uh,
1: yeah favourite player I'm trying to think at all time Hearts weird one he's controversial but Ian Black was a uh, favourite of mine just because he played like how I used to play a bit dirty wasn't scared of a challenge and then he actually ended up playing for my hometown team Shrewsbury as well so
0: oh did he yeah okay.
1: and I sponsored his home in a way shirt oh <laughs> that's really really exciting yeah uh, and I am a co-owner of Hearts and also a season ticket holder in the Wheatfield. And uh, what's the Wheatfield like? Wheatfield is... Uh, it, uh, depends where you are. If, if you're in the far corner, then it's lively, good atmosphere. But if you sit on the halfway line like me, then it's very... everyone doom and gloom. and <sighs> <laughs> that bad. <laughs> yeah, no one, like, we could be winning 6 0 and someone would still find a complaint. Liam Boyce could score 12 in three games and he doesn't score enough. It's, yeah, there's, it's quite a grumpy part of the ground
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you get that every club, I suppose. Yeah,
1: I try and put a silver line. I think I wind people up by being overly positive whenever there's a negative. I just, I just, I just, if they hear like, Come on, boys. And I said, brilliant boys, brilliant boys, even if he's just made a two-metre pass.
0: <laughs> later later in the episodes we're going to talk about Andy Halliday, and I know Andy divide's opinion. Ooh. Not his fault, incidentally, but I think it's just that, just the way some the things are. Um, but it'll be interesting to get a chat on Andy Halliday. Uh, and uh, obviously, to those of you listening as well, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to hear your points of view as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm sure... Uh, We'll have a range of opinions on Andy um, and we'll talk about him later on. Definitely. uh, I I want to know. Anything else you want to point out about yourself before I introduce myself?
1: I... What am I going to think of? Oh, I was... uh, A weird fact. I was obsessed with Machino when we had him on loan from Man City to the point that I got a Japan shirt with his name and number on the back. So, yeah, I was a little bit of a Riotoro Machino Obsessive that's my weird hearts fact about myself I think we've
0: all got our obsessives uh, somewhere uh, to be quite honest so uh, uh, and uh, you know, he came from a very good club as well in former Manchester City as well so I mean he was a big deal when he came up here at the time:
1: Definitely, definitely but I just think we all know that season as a whole I just think yeah
0: was like... oh that was that was a horrible season oh Timecastle was like the worst stadium in Scotland I imagine to go to because it was just dread, absolute dread. Oh, it's horrible, rotten.
1: Enough about me. What about you? How about tell the world about the Manas?
0: Anas, the Manas Hassan is my name. Um, the Manas being my nickname, of course. I went to my first game at Tynecastle in 2017 when my English team, Newcastle United, came for a friendly, and this was when Rafa Benitez was manager. Uh, Newcastle won 2-1 and Ian Cathro was the manager forward slash head coach I can't remember what his role was at the time but certainly he was there uh, in the time Castle dugout and um, that was to prove to be not the last time I was going to be in Gorgie and I started coming to games more regularly I would say around about 2018 onwards okay. so I remember I went to my first ever Edinburgh Derby in May 2018, it was a 2-1 one and a very memorable night. Uh, Stephen Naismith and Kyle Lafferty scoring and a superb atmosphere at Tyne Castle. I am also a co-owner of Hearts of Midlovian Football Club. And the reason uh, Daz and I are co-owners is because we um, donate money towards the foundation of Hearts. And basically, there are loads of us Hearts fans who do exactly the same thing. And if we donate a monthly sum to the foundation of hearts then we are effectively co-owners of the club and um, that is just something we are both understandably very very enthusiastic and delighted to talk about and uh, i am a season ticket holder i got my first ever season ticket last year i am in the main stand and i spent more than i originally anticipated because to be quite honest the coronavirus pandemic um, caused me so much I think I think just, just made me so fed up of life that I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go for one of the best places in the house to go and watch Hearts. And and I thought, I'm just going to go in the main stand at Time Castle. And I absolutely love it, even though I did, uh, it was quite expensive. But You're uh, not I wrong, though. Love it. I sat there for a cup game against Airdrie a couple of seasons
1: ago. Pretty much bang where you sit. And you're not wrong, it is probably the best seats in the house, I think, just because... <sighs> I think the main stand compared to the Wheatfield and the Wilsons' stand, you, you can see why we needed to upgrade facilities.
0: And I'm Absolutely. jealous that
1: you get to sit there every week.
0: <laughs> and, and I'm not being biased here, but I actually think um, we're very lucky at Hearts because we actually do have some really impressive facilities in the in the stadium. And I think when you look at the main stand in particular, you can see that okay, it might not be the biggest, but it's still. A very impressive stand. You know, the seating is really good. The views are really good. Um, I, I, dare I say, even the toilet facilities are pretty good. Um, we've now got hand sanitizer across Oof. the main stand, which is absolutely ideal at times like this. And uh, there's um, the queuing isn't so bad when it comes to buying food and drink, except at half-time, though, when everybody's trying to go in at the same time.
1: Exactly. I find that... I think that's just part and parcel of anywhere in Time Castle because I always... I think right. I'll get something to eat at halftime, and then leave it until maybe five minutes of halftime's already passed, and then curse myself for
0: leaving it a little bit late
1: as always.
0: It's it's never ideal to go uh, during the halftime break. I, I'll tell. I'll into something here. I go typically sometimes for a snack at uh, the, the one of the uh, one of the, the areas where you get food, um, at some point in the final, I would say probably roughly 10, 15 minutes of the first half because I do know after that point, it just starts to get busy. You see everybody getting off the streets and going towards the same place and you're thinking, right, just go ahead first and then come back. Uh, and then you'll avoid having to wait in the queue for about 20 minutes. That could be my plan for the next game. I want yeah.
1: to know, because obviously you've, you've 28, when you first go in uh, more regularly, who would you say, since you've supported
0: Hearts, standouts, top three players? Oh, great question. Um, Liam Boyce is definitely in there. Correct. Now, this is in no particular order because I, I would probably have to spend 200 years to put them in the right <laughs> order. But I would say Liam Boyce. And I would also say Cammy Devlin hmm? because I just love his passion Uh, and I just love his determination, and obviously he's a big hit. Uh, And Liam Boyce, because obviously he's like our own Alan Shearer, I suppose, to an extent. And the third player, I would say, oh my gosh, this is a really difficult one.
1: Yeah, I think... I'm going to go with Aaron Hickey. Good player. Short short career at heart, but what an impact.
0: Aaron Hickey... Was outstanding while he was at Time Castle, absolutely outstanding. And, um, really, I still remember that goal against Hibernian at Easter Road. It was, you could play it a thousand times and still not get fed up of it.
1: No, I was. That was one of the few th- few times when I was stupidly happy to be in leaf. Was that? Was that? Was that afternoon?
0: Were you were you in the way end? Yeah,
1: I got I got at, I don't can't remember how I got a ticket because I didn't have anywhere near enough loyalty points. But some crazy way I, I don't I can't remember how I so, I think somebody offered me a ticket on Twitter. It wasn't even that I had been asking because it's one of those where I, I hate being those people that are has anyone got enough loyalty points and I can get use their ticket? I I, I and somebody had just put on there that I think I'd put. A, rev- a review of a game or something, and then they message. They just tweet, messaged me on Twitter. I'm not going. Wonder if you want to use my ticket? I was like, Oh yes, I've always wanted to experience an Edinburgh derby, an away game, and yeah, we that that was a memorable day. Aaron Dickey, I think that cemented him even at his age as a legend in Gorgie
0: I think that man is going to be a world class left back. I have no question about it. And and if if he's not already, I he's mean- on fire at Bologna well, He's having he seem- a great time in Italy, but yeah. I think I think, I think think that ceiling is much, much higher. And I, I think we can definitely see him go further and further up.
1: Will he be, a, will, if Scotland get to the uh, World Cup, do you think he'll be first choice?
0: Um, I'm not, I don't, I think it's too early. Uh-huh. But certainly, I think one day we will see him. I hope, God willing, at the finals. Whether it's the European Championship or the World Cup and I, I i would absolutely love to see him uh, in that squad because i think he's definitely capable 100% 100%
1: agree i was going to ask you because you asked me what the wheatfield was like what what is the uh comfort of the main stand like atmosphere wise
0: i don't think it's too rough from the wheatfield i mean i mm-hmm. i I'm, where i am is quite um I wouldn't say it was the noisiest, but to be honest, I prefer that because I think uh, I'm not as loud or as vocal as some of the other fans. I mean, if, you're, if you like your singing and you like uh, chanting away, then you're definitely better off at the, the other. Like, I think on, where I sit, it's to my right where it's noisiest. Uh, and where you sit, I think it's to your left where it's noisiest in the week. Yeah. So certainly, and um, if you're if you're up for uh, making a lot of noise, then absolutely, then that's where you you're aiming to be. But I am not as vocal, and um, so I'm in the middle. But that doesn't mean that I say nothing. And um, clearly, <laughs> we when I, I think in recent games. Um, I've actually been probably more vocal than I've ever been because uh, decisions going against us, etc., and it has just made me quite furious. Um, so um, where, the seating-wise, it's quite nice, uh, quite relatively comfortable. Um, and the slight you know, thing for me is, obviously, I have to climb uh, the stairs at quite an extensive length. But yeah. to be honest, um, I, I feel now I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of the luckier ones to be able to, actually makes me a bit less lazy in terms of actually just uh, burning some calories. So uh, that's not exactly uh, the worst thing in the world for me. <laughs> and um, and the queuing-wise is is not so bad, as long as you go early, because that's kind of what I've been attempting to do this season, given COVID and given, obviously, the fact that I just also wanted to try and make as much of a day as possible going to Tyne Castle. Because so, um, if you do go early, uh, then it's relatively easy to, to get through um, without... Too long, or there might not even be a queue at all. So um, that's actually been relatively easy. Um, but I do find that if you leave it to like the last fifteen minutes, then as, as you do get a wee bit stressed because you're thinking, "Oh my goodness, you know, I'm stuck in a queue. It's going to be very uh, long to before I get in." And um, so I prefer going into the stadium a bit early, um, just because it, you give you, you catch your breath before you uh, before you before kick off, and then obviously, I just think to soak in the atmosphere as well, um, yeah. which. I, I quite like, I mean, I, I, I'll dare say that I went as far as, I think it was one of the Newcastle home games uh, before Christmas. Um, I, I just went into my seat at half past one Oof. and sat there for the whole 90 minutes. I don't know, you, you, I can hear you listeners now saying, why? <laughs> but, but honestly, I thought I'd just do it on the one-off because it was just me on my own. Uh, in Newcastle, so I thought, do you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to hang around the stadium. I'm just going to uh, at the outside of the stadium. I'm actually just going to go and sit down and basically just soak in the whole stadium and um, everything that happened. And uh, oh, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. I don't think I'll do it again unless you know. I've got nothing better to do, but certainly uh, I really, really enjoyed that, it. it was absolutely brilliant and this was after the takeover had happened, so I mean obviously the atmosphere on Tyneside was, was a lot happier than previous times, um, but I digress, um, main stand, definitely I love it, and to be honest, uh, I probably don't see myself moving from there anytime soon No, I don't blame it if
1: anyone, that, I don't think anyone would know where we sit, but uh, it's quite weird, we, we seem to sit parallel from one another
0: yeah, absolutely. And, you, know, you, yeah. You can, you, you've, you've even managed to spot me.
1: Yep, not that's my that's when I know, like right, okay, it's it's definitely a Hearts game now. I can see, I can see Anna from from my seat. I'm definitely, definitely, I'm definitely in the right place.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't think there's anything else to add for me, except obviously my English club, Newcastle United, uh, and I've supported them for around 20 years, and um, so my support of Hearts. I suppose it's not as long as the vast majority, but, but, but once, you're, once you're in Gorgie, you can never get out. And I'm very glad of that.
1: Definitely. It's definitely... A, a, I find it is a very... It feels like a community... You feel like you're part of something once you've been to two or three games. there, Right, I, I'm, that's me for life now. I'm stuck. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, definitely. And I mean, the, I mean, the football club has been a great help in my life, especially in recent times. And uh, I'm sure, uh, while our podcast uh, progresses with time, I'm sure uh, that will become more evident when we talk about um, various other issues as well. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, very exciting. So uh, there we are. That's a brief intro of Daz and the Manis, and uh, I hope that uh, informs you well. And uh, you'll get to know more about us as time goes along. So let's crack on then to the St Mirren result at the weekend. Um, we played St Mirren at, in Paisley on Saturday. And we went into this game not on the best form. I suppose the mood was quite anxious as well because we'd lost at St Johnston. We lost to Dundee at home. Two games we really should not have lost, especially when it comes to solidifying and securing third place as soon as possible after what's been a really, really brilliant season so far. And thankfully, we did win on Saturday in Paisley 2-0. And I I think, although I wasn't there, um, it sounded like we convincingly won um, the game. Um, Daz, you were there. Um, Briefly, tell me about how you felt the team did.
1: Well... It, it's quite funny how the feelings differ from being there and not being there because I didn't feel as convinced. <laughs> oh, we, okay. Yeah, the, the, it felt to me, uh, the open, as the game, maybe the first half an hour, 40 minutes, it felt like Dundee and Livingston all over again where we, oh, we dominated. Really? Yeah, we dominated, but there was just no breakthrough. We didn't look like we were going to score. The midfield seemed to just Lacking confidence, we didn't. They didn't. They just didn't seem like they had that get up and go to have, to, to have a go at, at having a shot. They wanted to walk the ball into the net rather than just have a shot as soon as we got it. Have a have a pop from the edge of the box if you created space. It was a little bit worrying, and, and the feeling in the crowd felt like that as well. It was even though the atmosphere was good, there was that lull in between where everyone was a bit nervous, and you'd hear the moaning creeping back in and. I was a bit worried that there would be boos at, at half time, which luckily there wasn't. Because as a pet hate of mine, but you pay your money, you can you can react how you like. But luckily, no boos. I think the the worst part was it, it should have been an advantage for us, but with the Ronan getting sent off for Saint Mirren, we didn't take advantage. And it, you, if you had just tuned in late and didn't know anything about the game, you wouldn't have thought it was ten against eleven in the first half. It was a little bit worrying.
0: Yes, yeah, you see, see, this is the advantage of you being there and me not, because obviously I was just getting words from social media about how things were, that, that it wasn't you know, the worst game in the world for us. But, but obviously, um, that y- you're much better informed than I am as far as that's concerned. But, but when you talk about Livingston away, now I was there, um, I felt like a long time ago now, but I, <laughs> but I do remember the Livingston game in West Lovian. And and it was a very nerve-wracking game to go through. I mean, we did win, but I felt sorry for Livingston because I actually felt they outplayed us in that yeah. first half. Um, so, 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 assume given what you've said that it kind of felt similar in Paisley.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it just felt as if do we actually deserve anything from from the way we're playing it? I mean, you can have possession, you can get the ball into dangerous places, but if you're not going to do anything in that final third, do you deserve a win? Do you deserve three points? But it was, yeah, I was, uh, and it was quite a few people I spoke to before the game, before traveling down. They were like, I, are you coming to the game? No, I'm, I don't I don't think, I, I'm not really fancying it on back of current form and see the opening 20 minutes. I was sitting thinking, why have I came? <laughs> I knew why I came, why I was there, because I wanted to follow Hearts, but I could see why people were, a little bit put off making the trip, but I mean, uh, I think second and half, a lot of people slag Robbie, but a touch of genius with those three subs.
0: Can you remind me what were the subs?
1: He brought on Sims, Janelli, and Cochrane, and with it, and just as soon as those changes come on, we just looked a lot more dangerous. We looked like we had a, we had an idea. Yeah, like Janelli was running, running it into the corners and getting balls in. It Boyce weirdly looked a little bit more confident. Which is, That's which. Was, yeah, he looked a little bit more assured with having um, Sims on the pitch with him. As if he knew, right, I haven't got to do all of the hard work now. I can let someone else go up for these balls, knock the ball down to me, I, I can lay the ball off to them and stuff. Like that, where, in the first half it looked like Boyce had to do everything, which
0: was that that leads me to ask you then. Do we do you think we rely too much on Liam Boyce in general? In
1: my opinion, yeah. He gets a hard he gets a lot of stick from a lot of fans saying that he's lazy, he doesn't run enough. But if you sit and watch Liam Boyce, just watch Liam Boyce for say five minutes of a game, ignore the other players on the pitch, off the ball, on the ball, he's is a workhorse in my opinion like I think you said he's an Alan Shearer kind of player you, you, he does he does things that go unappreciated which I think if you watched him solely for five minutes you would realise how much of a difference it is with him on the pitch and without I think he's our best player hands down in my opinion he, he's he, without him I don't think we'd be looking where we are in the table and I, I think to your, to your question definitely I'd say we've on him a lot
0: yeah, he's, he's he's certainly made a massive difference since he joined um, in early twenty twenty, which felt like two hundred years ago now, given the impact of COVID. Yeah. Um, but uh, you look at obviously the the debut goal who scored against Rangers and that two one win, um, you look at the goals he scored since then. Uh, his penalty taking, um, obviously not one hundred percent, but still really really impressive at that as well. And and I've just I've always had that feeling about Liam Boyce that up until Christmas. Great player that he is. He he just needed someone beside him, playing up front who uh, was who played in a different style to him, um, but but actually you know took the pressure off his shoulders as well. So that you know we do, we because I mean I do feel that uh, you know Ellis Sims arriving has really I think helped in many ways. And um, you know Ellis Sims doesn't play in exactly the same way as Liam Boyce does, but certainly. Um, you know, it's good to have that diversity uh, up front um, and and, and, and as, as we say, I mean, obviously you know, you, you do feel as, as you've illustrated, you know, you do feel that Liam Boyce cannot um, rightly just have all the pressure put on his shoulders. I mean, that has to be spread out more evenly across the team.
1: Different, especially the games where we play a front three and you're still the only player that you're expecting a goal from or or you think a goal is coming from, would, would be Boyce. I've heard quite a few people uh, around Tynecastle have been saying that the midfield needs to score more goals, and I'm 100% Absolutely. with them. You, know, like you look at the gap between Boyce, uh, I've not got it to hand, but the gap from Liam Boyce then down to the next top goal scorer, it's quite a gap. It,
0: it's... We, need, we need the midfield to certainly be a bit more... Um put a bit more effort in terms of actually creating chances because I, I do feel this is one of the biggest frustrations about this team is that I do feel we're quite timid up front so in other words we, like, we can get into the final third of the pitch but we're, creating the chances just doesn't seem to be as regular a thing as it should be and you know you can't expect the strikers to do it all I mean, I mean you've got to have your midfielders uh, regularly Uh, putting their fair share of goals uh, because at the end of the day I mean you know if you just rely on the one player to score all the time then that that just isn't healthy I mean we we do need to see uh, the players being um, I wouldn't say a bit more brave but certainly uh, just just having a little bit more confidence in terms of uh, having chances uh, and and, and creating those chances because at the end of the day you know if you don't create your chances, I say this every single time to myself, if you don't create your chances, you're never going to win games of football.
1: No, no. And the thing is, even if they're not scoring from distance or whatever, all it takes is to sting the keeper's hands and drop to Boyce or Sims. And and that's creating a goal, even if it's not a direct assist. it, it It's going to create more chances. And like you said, you, we, need, we need chances to win games. And it, this is now the part of the season where we need to, yeah. We've had an amazing first half of the season, but we need to keep it going. Or that eleven point, twelve point gap now even uh, could certainly
0: shrink if we don't, if we don't now push on and find some form on the back of Saturday's win. Uh, let, let's just remind our listeners: um, we have Aberdeen on Wednesday. We'll talk about the Aberdeen game uh, soon. Uh, on Saturday, Hearts are away to Dundee United. Um, we then have the Scottish Cup quarter final on the twelfth of March against St Mirren at Tynecastle, and then on Saturday the nineteenth of March we're back in the Premiership against Livingston at home at Tynecastle, and then on the second of April in the Premiership Hearts are making their second trip this season to Dingwall to play Ross County, and on the 9th of April Hearts play Hibernian in the Edinburgh derby, and of course, um, you know the s- schedule is subject to change in case fixtures have to get rearranged or change day, etc. But that's at the time of this recording, uh, what we still have, and of course, after the Hibs game, we have the split as well. So, um we there, and 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 with regard to the table as well. Um, right now, as of where are we? The last day of February, twenty twenty two. Can you believe it? It's March Whoa. tomorrow. <laughs> I can't no. believe it. Um, hearts are sitting eleven points clear of Hibernian on forty six points. Uh, played twenty eight games, thirteen victories. Uh, Rangers are 18 points ahead of us in second. Celtic are top of the table in 67. Uh, but we are 11 points clear of fourth place Hibbs uh, And Dundee United and Motherwell are also on the same number of points on 35. But interestingly, Livingston are on 34. St Mirren are on 33. Aberdeen, who are ninth, are on 32. So, yes, by all means, on paper and we will move on to the Aberdeen game shortly, uh, but we do have one other topic to discuss beforehand. Uh, we're looking at third against ninth on Wednesday, um, but but you can see in that midfield it's of the tight. table, it's really tight. And I'll throw one other team in as well. Ross County, they are 10th, but they're only two points behind Aberdeen. So it, it's it's really tight table. Yeah, I
1: think it's going to be... It, I don't think there's any easy games now. Like, on no. paper, yeah, you'd say, like, night, we're playing ninth, but... Is it really a ninth position points tally because it's so tight? It's it's scary. But like, yeah, like you said, we'll talk about the Aberdeen game after. I've just got uh, really after after those subs that we talked about. I felt instant impact, instant change. Like I said, and then the person I think who was my man of the match, Sims Ellis Sims, got the opening goal. Uh, it was a second attempt at trying, but it just shows to me that. He's persistent and will do all to get a goal, uh, and he stabbed home from close range, which I, it, he did, You can tell that he was, even though he's a lone player, he's given his all because his celebration he ran it, ran in front of the Hearts fans, fist pumping, puffing the chest out, as in like, come on, we we, this is what this is how I know we can play. Let's go Hearts, and then a couple of minutes later again he showed that he's not scared to get stuck in because he went. Toe for toe with the keeper. A lot of Samir fans were claiming that he kicked their keeper in the head, but from where I was behind the goal, it just looked like he didn't pull out, which he has all of the all of the backing to be able to do. As no, he wasn't breaking any rules. And then the ball then looped out, and I think someone who's deserved the goal. There's two players, in my opinion, that deserve a goal uh, this season. One being Barry McKay, and then the other being Cammy Devlin who just, right place, right time, smashed it into the top of the net. and you so I'm could,
0: so pleased for Cammy.
1: Oh, you could, could tell, tell how much it meant to race. Ran arms wide open, sprinting. As in, I like, think if I rightly
0: said this, I think his dad congratulated him or acknowledged his goal on Twitter.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. Well, so, so you show it means, like, it's not just to him. Obviously, his family, the other side of the world, uh, this buzzing that uh, he's broke that duck.
0: It's lovely. It's fantastic.
1: But I think on Wednesday, talking about Wednesday loosely, I think that uh due to the better performance in the second half, I think that Sims and Janelli, at least I think have both played themselves into the starting lineup. I think it would be really, really, really bad if for them if
0: they didn't get a starting place because both of them made, made a difference on Saturday against St. Mirren. You heard that here first. So let's let's look at the starting lineup on Wednesday and I will keep your point in memory. And I'm sure you'll have one or two things to say about that starting oh, yeah. Wednesday when it comes. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so, and you rightly mentioned Tammy Devlin. Huge congratulations to him in particular. I saw the footage from the wonderful Jallin Films. A big shout-out to Jallin Films. Uh, wonderful footage that was posted on the Heart of Midlovian. <laughs> I got a bit of applause as well. Uh, the Heart of Midlovian Twitter. Um, have some excellent footage from Saturday and uh, oh, you could just see how delighted Cammy was and and you know I, I met him um, before Christmas and he's a top top guy top professional uh, outstanding player of this season uh, and, and that for Cammy in particular scoring on Saturday will not just be it's not just something for him to remember for the rest of his days but that will just I'm sure boost his confidence
1: Definitely. You, you've got to think how long. You can tell every game, I think he wants it. He wants to put in 100% every game. And I think just sometimes his performances alone deserve a goal. And just, I think confidence for him now, no, right, that's that first one out of the way. I think we might see, I'd like to see him hit at least five before the end of the season. So someone in his position might like centre mid. Not gonna. He's not gonna get double figures, but I think I'd like him now. I can see him just pushing on, and even if they're cup goals, I, I, I think I'll put a, I'll put another one like we said about Wednesday's lineup. I'm saying that Cami Devlin will now get five goals before. Oh, the end
0: of the season. <laughs> oh, well, more <laughs> <four> to go. <laughs> 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 well, but but but. But who knows? I mean, there's still ample opportunity to get to as high a tally as that. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, who knows? And as I say, you know, the season is far from over at this stage. So, uh, yeah, no, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and you might have mentioned this already. Uh, apologies if you have. Who is your man of the match from Saturday?
1: Ellis Sims, I think. Ellis, he, you yeah. did see that, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. He's <laughs> a game changer. And the fact that he just, I don't know, he... he he gave he gave like the team a lift. It was as if they'd been given a bottle of Lucas Aid each. He was he, Ellis Sims was their bottle of Lucas Aid on Saturday. But special I've not drank
0: Lucas in years.
1: Me neither. I, I don't touch the stuff. But no, neither do I. <laughs> no, because
0: I, I, I think if I drank that stuff at say like ten o'clock at night, I could not go to bed. No,
1: definitely. Not. And the fact that you have a swig and you feel ooh I'm on cloud nine, and then half an hour later you're like. In the gutter, You're like, oh, oh, I'm crashing. There's too much sugar, but it must give you the sharp buzz that footballers need. But to get through, I guess I don't
0: imagine they drink Lucas as they do. I mean, I must imagine they must have like I, I don't know who supplies their you know energy drinks and that or whatever they they have. I mean, I you could tell I know nothing about. It's those uh, weird
1: things they seem to have like the silver like sachets now. But I see them all, and I see it. I don't know what it is, but I've seen because I used to sit in like row three before I moved my season ticket and you'd see them just with this silver sachet and it. it it looked like a fruit like the yogurts but obviously it's not so I'm, I don't know if they've got some like isotonic thing in there if anyone knows we'll have, to, we'll really
0: have to get a, a dietitian or a, one of their experts from the club to have a yeah Maybe a little one-off special at some stages. But I need like, to know now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we really do. I want to get Absolutely. special mention
1: for the return of Craig Halkett, though, because oh yeah, reassured me as soon as I saw him warming up. I was like, right, okay, I feel a little, a little bit better now. Yeah, John you know great partnership at the back. Just needed Smithy in there, but unfortunately, we're going to
0: miss John Suter when he leaves. Yes. Boo are you are you in the are you a boo boy or are you No, a... oh no. Look, Good. I was gutted and I was really bitterly disappointed. And to be honest, I, I didn't hold back when it, my disappointment when John when that pre contract was agreed, yeah. uh, as far as John Sutton Rangers is concerned. But but no, I am definitely no absolutely no way I'd uh boo him at all because, you know, I just I just think it's really Yes, it's bitterly disappointing. He's going, but I mean, I just don't think, I just don't think it's a very classy thing to do.
1: No, definitely not. How's it going to help the team as a whole, not just him? If the team here booing are like, hold on, they won't know but That's just aimed at him. From, yeah, from I, I, the, and it's not, good,
0: and it's just not good. I mean, anyone who, who suffers that, you know, on the pitch, I mean, that's just no matter how thick-skinned one is. I mean, it will affect you.
1: Definitely, definitely. And and, and not going to lie, see, since he signed that pre-contract, he's been our best player, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I, I have to give him credit. He's, he's, he's still doing his job professionally, which is yeah. fantastic. Definitely, 100%. Absolutely. And, and who knows? I mean, I, I don't want to tempt fate too much, but perhaps maybe his uh, team might be the difference between finally winning the Scottish Cup or not, because we are still there. And we have lost the last two, sorry, last not the last two finals, but the two finals before the last final, (laughs) if you're still with me. Um, So, obviously, um, two cup finals that I feel we should have won. But we can go into that another day um, against Celtic. Uh, Celtic were very lucky on those two occasions, in my opinion. But certainly, um, I'd love to absolutely think that we can, this time, win the Scottish Cup this year and I think, I think we can do it and, and I'm sure John Suter's input is going to be absolutely critical as is every single other player. Are Does... you
1: going to go as far as, I've said Cammy Devlin's going to get five goals, are you going to go as far as saying that Hearts will win the Scottish Cup?
0: Do you know what? Because you said Cammy Devlin will get five goals, I will say on the record that Hearts will win the 2022 Scottish Cup. There you go.
1: If we don't, everybody then you 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 could tweet me
0: with your disgust and tell me how utterly delusional I am. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. I am bracing myself already. Right, it is, of course, the Men in Maroon, the inaugural episode with Daz and the Manus. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are very, very honoured that you're tuning in and we hope that we are informing you uh, and keeping you really well entertained, I'm sure we're doing uh, not bad a job at that so far. Um, we, we are modest individuals, so we're not going to, you know, get carried away with ourselves at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's briefly chat about Andy Halliday now. Uh, not not too much, obviously, because we've still got the Aberdeen game to look at. Um, Two year. Your- a contract extension I understand His stay at Tynecastle Castle Has been extended to 2024 And I know that Andy Halliday Divides opinion among the heart support So Daz, are you Andy Halliday in Or are you Andy Halliday out
1: In, in, in Yes I, I think he is to me It's see if I still played football I haven't played football in a long long time But he's the kind of player that I would be He just comes on does the job, does what he does what he's there for. Leaves sometimes prematurely, but uh, and then leaves. He's like, right, here we go, Mister Reliable. On you come. You need to do that today, Andy. Right, brilliant. I'll pop up with a goal if I need to. And that's yeah, it But he, he, I just think again, some people think that we should have players the caliber of Ronaldo and Messi. When you've got to remember, that this is the kind of boy we need to do the dirty work, and and he sometimes does the dirty work really well.
0: Why do you think, and we kind of want to reflect the other side of the argument as fairly as we can, although I'm also Andy Halliday in. Why do you think some of our fellow supporters dislike Andy Halliday? Is it maybe because the, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think
1: the fact that before he came to us, he was like a lower league player in England, and then he, he was at Rangers in the Championship. So I don't know if people really thought of it, think of him as a, a Premier League player. Like, has he got the quality to prove that he can do it at Premier League level? That's the only thing I can think of. Or, well, I and, think, and I think he's he established Rangers? himself
0: in the Premiership from what I've seen. I mean, I know he's not, not every performance has been perfect, but I mean, I've seen more than enough in him to suggest that he does make an impact.
1: Yep. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, I wonder if it is just that some people don't like Rangers that much that they can't hack that he to played for them. I, I, I really do struggle because. Like and I know some people that.
0: don't like the fact that you know he's he's quite you, you hear him on like uh, different broadcasts he um and they talk and then obviously he's he's been talking about Rangers as well but but you have to you have to say though as long as and i've said this to somebody on twitter earlier uh before this recording that uh, as long as he's doing his job for us, I don't honestly care i mean if 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 he uh, wants to talk about Rangers in his spare time, let, let him. You know I mean? I'm not bothered. As long as he's committed uh, to playing the best he can for hearts, that's what really counts, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. On you go. You, you, no one says to, I don't know, somebody who works for a top bakery on the high street, How, you can't like a supermarket's sausage roll because you work for us. It's like, so why is it different for him? You can't talk about another football club. like Some people just... I I don't know. I, I just think you, we need to forget, like you said, what happens off the pitch. Just watch as long as he's putting in 100% for Hearts and Hearts jersey and wants to play for the club. That's all All. all, all that
0: matters to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But... Uh, on that point... Um before we end the programme uh, and this this first inaugural recording that we're doing together, um, we'll all give you um, the Twitter details of um, Daz and myself and of course uh, the podcast as well. So if you disagree with us, especially, then you know where we are, um, provided that you don't swear every second word at us. And that'd be very, <laughs> very lovely. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, uh, we'll give you those details before uh, the end of the programme, if I remember. Uh, um, so yeah, there we are. Andy Halliday, uh, is uh signed a contract extension uh, and before we move to the aberdeen game um a lot of people are calling for peter haring to also do the same as well how, how, what do you think of that does
1: yes yes
0: yes 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 i think that's more than one yes <laughs> <Yeah. Yep. laughs> I, I think i think the vast majority would agree if you,
1: definitely definitely I, I think he's been unlucky with his injuries but see since he's come back he just comes straight back in as if you you didn't you wouldn't have even known he's he was gone. Like he's come straight back into the team, same Peter Harring as we had before. Solid midfield player in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's very very important for us. He really is. Um so hopefully we'll have, God willing, some good news about Peter Harring uh, and a possible contract extension. Uh, of course, let's hope so. Um uh, perhaps uh, there is something bubbling in the background, but. Uh, we just don't know yet, so time will tell. Um, but there we are. So Andy Halliday there and uh, talking a little bit about Peter Haring as well. Um, and uh, as I say, let's we'll carry on with uh, our first episodes uh, by looking ahead to Wednesday now. Now, we have spoken already a little bit about the Aberdeen game um, coming up on Wednesday, but uh, let's, let's talk about our opponents a little bit because this will be Jim Goodwin's first visit to Tyne Castle as Aberdeen manager. Um, what did you make of his appointment at uh, Patodry? Surprised. Because,
1: really? Yeah, I, How I, just, I just don't think he's lit the world on fire. And Aberdeen used to be the team that were, were where hearts are now in the table. I, I just don't know why. I, see, I still see Aberdeen as a, as a big, big club, even though they've not done anything spectacular in a long time, but in my head, for some reason, I see them as a big team. Them and Hibs, uh, to me, are big games, as big a game as each other. Obviously not as big as an Edinburgh Derby, but they're on a par of like, in my head, they're they're a decent team. So I had, him. I don't know in my head, I had that they would be, maybe have gone down to England and picked up a, maybe League One or, um, a lower championship manager, maybe. But I mean, it, it, it's good for the Scottish game that they're sticking with a, a, a young Scottish manager obviously to help him progress. So.
0: I think Jim Goodwin's Irish. Is he? Yeah, he's Irish. Oh, I, oh, uh, but, but, okay. but, but <laughs> did, did he not play professionally in Scotland before yeah, he Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He played, I believe he was at St Mirren, I believe, before he went on to manage them.
0: Uh-huh uh-huh um i mean i i can't remember i can't remember off the top of my head but certainly i first heard of jim goodwin when he was uh Alloa manager Um. Mm-hmm. believe it or not um so and he was already making good impressions in the second tier of uh, scottish football um so and then of course he moved on from Alloa to st Mirren. Um. now i hope i've said that right that he was aloha were still in the second tier of scottish football if, if i've not i apologize but that was uh I used to I used to do some reporting shifts for a radio station called Central FM in okay. the Fourth Valley. So um, I did cover Alawa uh, for a brief time, and I think Jim Goodwin was there. So I heard of him before he went to St. Mirren, um, but but I think he did well with St. Mirren. To be fair, uh, and I think he made a good impression for himself. So I think you know the Aberdeen appointment was I think a good progression, a steady progression up for him. Um, but of course. Um, you know, I don't envy the scale of the task ahead of him um, up in no. uh, Pataudry because, you know, Aberdeen have not had a good season at all. And I mean, you know, they had Stephen Glass in charge who, you know, there, were, there was a lot of hype about his appointment, you know, the major successor to Derek McInnes. Uh, he's coming in from the United States. Uh Stephen Glass, that is, uh, and uh, you know, big things were happening uh, at Aberdeen, but it just, it just never happened for them at all. And I mean, you know, where they sit in the table, I mean, you wouldn't expect a team like Aberdeen to sit in the second half of the Premiership table, and it, it's really disappointing for them.
1: Definitely, definitely, like the the fact that they've underperformed so badly and sitting down at ninth is, I think, for them, their fans must just be scratching their heads, like. How has this happened when we're not used mm. to this kind of thing? And well, the fact they'll,
0: they'll be crying for Derek McInnes to come back. <laughs> that,
1: if, if he wasn't at at um Kilmarnock, it wouldn't have that's who I, I I kept thinking, surely they they wouldn't bring him back for a second stint. And then I remembered Nice recently
0: just joined Killy, so yeah, yeah. And and I think I think I'm sure he'll do great things in the long terms with uh, uh, Kilmarnock. and oh, definitely. definitely And perhaps definitely. maybe they might win the whole championship unless our both um, beat them to it, and um, so uh, we'll have to wait and see. That's a pretty exciting title race uh, in the second tier. Um, but let's move on to Wednesday's game itself, because do you feel that Aberdeen, the way it's been for them this season, is that a help for us or is it actually dangerous for us because of complacency?
1: I think because of the win on Saturday, I think that will boost the confidence massively and surely we've got to look at the fact that they've not won a league game in 2022. That's got to be thinking, right, we, we can beat these. We can go grab them by the jugular, give them a spanking and just show, right, come on, boo, boy, boo boys at right. what? Where are you now kind of thing. I think that looking at the way they performed, even though they've got a new manager
0: in I think we should just go for the kill. The 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 slight disadvantage I think for Jim Goodwin is the fact that he has become the manager at Aberdeen after the January transfer window. So clearly, yeah. um, he's there isn't really effectively a chance for him to bring his own players in. He'll have to wait until the summer before he can shape the squad That's the a, way he wants.
1: Definitely, and, and he's got a good core of players. Like I don't know how it, it's weird seeing how they're so because they've got probably my most dislikes player in, in the world of football but Scott Brown they've got uh, Christian Ramirez, Lewis Ferguson and uh, Mr Aberdeen, Andrew Considine so you're like they've not got a bad team they've got a good spine team and Joe Lewis in goal as well so they're not a bad team on paper but obviously something just hasn't clicked on the pitch
0: I, and, and, and and this is a very strange point for me to make but I also hope that the weather doesn't become bad on Wednesday because I tend to notice the last few times we've played in really bad weather, apart from up in Dundee when we won 1-0 and Jamie Walker scored at Dens Park. I, I remember when Dundee came to Tynecastle recently, the weather was terrible and I just don't know, is, is there something about our players in terms of playing in poor weather that makes them perform less well?
1: well we've got some nice haircuts in the side. So it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't want to name any names.
1: <laughs> I wonder if They're, they're a bit. they worried that uh, the the hair, the the haircuts might get a little bit messy in the bad weather.
0: I would love to get my hair messy in the bad weather.
1: <laughs> Sub him on. Now you hear, uh, Robbie. It's
0: not, it's, uh, at the end of the day. It's not Iron Brew that's falling from the clouds. <laughs> my, my hair's not going to be completely sticky, although might might do. I. Can you imagine if somebody invented Iron Brew shampoo? I mean, that that would just be uh, be like the most OMG thing I've heard in a long time.
1: Dragon's Den, it's got to be on uh, there. Imagine that.
0: Imagine that. Uh, I mean, um, Iron Brew, of course, being a popular, popular uh, fizzy drink that I've not had in ages. Incidentally, when the Newcastle takeover happened, do you know how I celebrated?
1: Did you toast with an Iron Brew?
0: I had a can of iron brew to mark the Newcastle takeover.
1: Nice, nice. That's that's my kind of toast because I don't drink either. So neither it, do I. Like, it's like individuals. I, <laughs> I, I celebrated Saturday's win with alcohol-free Guinness. What that, does that, that was, taste like? Oh, amazing! <laughs> <I really laughs> want to it,
0: say it, amazing. What do we specify? Uh, like I don't
1: know. It, it it it's the closest alcohol-free alcohol. <laughs> alcohol, it um, alcohol. <laughs> but that tastes like the real thing so I I, See, used... I I
0: wouldn't know I've never had a Guinness in my life so uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't know at all but uh, so that's but course, how I celebrate. Uh, you've got all these drinks brands now um well not all of them but some of them anyway um, now doing alcohol free versions of their drinks because yep. I mean there's obviously a change in people's habits etc definitely,
1: definitely. And, uh, so that's how I celebrate um, a hearts victory with a 0.0
0: Guinness 0. 0.0 Guinness, as it <laughs>
1: says on the tin Guinness. I will uh, take your sponsorship.
0: have <laughs> them already. <laughs> can, can you hear guys in Dublin? <laughs> oh, love it! Love Aww. it. Uh,
1: I, I've also realized that uh, I want to know from you. As I mentioned to you before we recorded, uh, you added to this, but uh, what's your score prediction?
0: Oh, (laughs) right. Um, I am going to go 3-1 on Wednesday, and the Hearts scorers Mm -hmm. are going to be, in fact, I think, uh, people are going to hate me for this, I think we'll go 1-0 down. Scott Brown will score. I, I don't know why he will score, but he just will and then uh, Ellis Sims will get the equaliser and then Liam Boyce will score a penalty to make it 2-1 and I think Cami Devlin will get his second goal in a Hearts jersey about 7 minutes from the end of the game (laughs) (laughs) 7 minutes and uh, 41 seconds before uh, the game is over (laughs) <laughs> you can tell if, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna win this prediction game.
1: If that happens, and uh, we've just got hearts into a match fixing but match fixing scandal.
0: Oh what no! Uh, I don't bet anyway. So I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I, I will be absolutely more than wrong. <laughs> Let's be absolutely safe about that. I probably will be so wrong. If I was on, I don't know, Mastermind or The Chase, uh, I'd probably have just given the stupidest answer to a question ever. So, so there we are. <laughs> what, what about yourself, Daz? How do you see the game?
1: I've also gone three goals for Hearts, but and how many and, for Aberdeen? Another clean, another consecutive clean sheet. Oh, you're God.
0: much more optimistic than me. Mm, I went
1: three 0 because the return of Mister Halkett, partner ah. sewer in the back. I've got this in my head now that. Right, we're, we're two-thirds of the way to getting the perfect defence back. We just need Smithy back. And in my mind, that's my dream defence. So I've gone 3-0 and two of the same scores that you picked. But I've picked Barry Mackay to get the opener. Okay. Then Liam Boyce. And again, I've wrote here, late Cami Devlin goal. Three ah, to
0: go. I haven't even looked at your notes! Nope, <laughs> Who's dropping no. who? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And in brackets, I have wrote two down, three to go. Mister Devlin,
0: uh, you're saying Barry McKay will score his first goal. goal on Wednesday.
1: I have a feeling it's coming. It's yeah.
0: Oh, I hope it, I hope it does come soon.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, are we going to do this running thing for our
0: predictions? I think I think we should because at the end of the day, if, if, if our predictions turn out to be completely correct, in my case, that will never happen. But if it did. <laughs> well i think i think i think that will just be something to cherish for the rest yeah. of our days so yeah. there we are and and I, I i mean i don't bet anyway but but as i say no. so so i've got more freedom i think than maybe some to come up with the wildest predictions <laughs> so there we are yeah. and, the, and that's the first of them you've heard tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this podcast
1: and i believe you wanted to ask you uh you wanted to, i've got a couple of things just to touch on Lucy, before there was something you wanted to ask me about. I oh say, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, I want I'm, I, there's some shocking news that Mr.
0: Scott Wilson is. Oh leaving no. us. he's going. Oh. Yeah. I was devastated. I read the the piece in the Edinburgh Evening News online, and I was absolutely devastated. I, it was it's like losing a player. <laughs> is, is is probably yeah. our most important player. <laughs> yeah. You know, he really is. But... It's like Time Castle, I, I can't make imagine. some noise.
1: Like let's make some noise. Like... I
0: can't imagine Time without him. Uh, like <laughs> during the announcement, obviously he'll still be at Time Castle, you know, in the future. But he's just not going to be on the mic. Well, remember
1: we were WhatsApping each other during the Livingston game, and we were out. Oh no! Don't, don't mention it.
0: Don't mention it. I I have not said anything undiplomatic, <laughs> right? Uh, I just want to make that clear. I am, um, I do not care who t- succeeds Scott, <laughs> but what I will say, absolutely fundamentally, is that I will absolutely miss the guy. I will miss yeah. him.
1: And the fact that no Scott Wilson meant no heart
0: song. We and, didn't but, get the but, heart but, song, no, did we? Just had, his voice, his voice. Like, 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 like when somebody might ask me, maybe one day, at, I don't know, at, like at an away game or on a social occasion or somewhere, and they'll say to me, Aris, Scott Wilson, what's your first thing in your head? Hearts, the voice of hearts. Yeah. But I'm I'm almost morphing into him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Scott, I didn't mean that. It's a bit of an insult, I know. Um but uh, yeah, no, I, I will miss the guy. I yeah. just cannot imagine match day at Town Castle without him on the mic.
1: No, and I nothing against the guy who filled in for him. Uh, against
0: it's just that we
1: were, we we were like, "Who's this imposter?" Where's Scott? We just couldn't believe it. It wasn't that we were slandering the, the guy. It was just that we were. No, we
0: like Mark. Mark's a nice guy. Yeah. We he's were just nice like, chap. "Where is our Scott? What is going on?" This is Mark. Ma- right. Mark, do I suppose has a different style to yeah. Scott? Yeah. So I, I suppose it Mark's a bit like if we were playing on a Friday night every single week, Mark Martin would be our number one choice because at the end of the day, it's Friday night, it's the weekend, we're all excited, play a bit of dance music here, there and everywhere. Everybody gets off their seat and they do a bit of a boogie and everything like that. (laughs) So I think, yeah, absolutely Mark Martin on a Friday night. I am in. I am totally in. But Saturday afternoon. Come on, I need Scott Wilson's beautiful tones to go through my ears and he will be sorely missed. Yeah, but, but Mark if you... Martin. If Mark Martin listens to this, he will just think I am the biggest phony in history. <laughs> 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 but, but no, seriously, I, Mark is good. Mark is a good stander, and he's done it a few times. A few, yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's very professional. He, he's he's done the radio, uh, and I think he still does the radio. And he's really, really good at really, really good at it, and he's really a pro at it. But but I just I, I just think Mark Martin. Let's put it this way: it's the sort of guy I would want on a Friday night. Rather than a Saturday afternoon, but if he does succeed, Scott Wilson, then us—that's uh, uh, more than fine. We'll we'll get used to him, and then after about five games, I'll be like, "Oh, Mark Martin's brilliant at this. He's, He's not leaving that chair anytime soon."
1: Exactly, definitely, uh, and then uh, secondly, just uh, keep your eyes peeled in the match day program. I'm not telling you what for. Just keep
0: your eyes peeled. Yeah. Uh, now it, it might not be the next match day program, but certainly. Just keep your eyes peeled in the foreseeable in the future. future, potentially. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled in the future. That's all we're saying. Yeah, yeah, say that's all we're saying, yeah. Just keep your eyes peeled in the future. And buy your match day program as well. Because believe me, the the, the, the it's a brilliant program. I buy one all the time and I I, I love the content in it. There's a diversity of content. Yep. And I'm sure it will only get better and better with time. And despite the age of technology, smartphones and the like. There's nothing that substitutes buying a physical copy of a match day programme and it is just, it's just just—it's just one of the small traditions. Even the weirdness for me is, this might
1: sound really creepy now, you open the programme and you get the smell of freshly printed programme. It's just like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, was, I was on the edge of my seat there. What yeah, what's like, like, you going to say?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the smell. Oh, yeah. Give me that over, I don't know, I don't know Trump or go the fresh,
0: you... the fresh smell of baked rolls at a bakery.
1: Yeah, exactly. Bottle, but bo- if you could <laughs> bottle that smell <laughs> up, I would wear just it program.
0: Don't please do not whatever you do, if any of you are there, please do not eat or digest the matchday <laughs> program. Please do not do that because if you do, then that's just a very very bad idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, of course, I know uh, bread rolls are not for everybody either. So, I mean, uh, if you're not... If you can't have them for any reason, then don't. Um, eat what you want.
1: Eat, what, eat, eat I, whatever I've does actually, it you. I'm
0: actually talking about not eating bread. I have not eaten bread since before the new year because I've been doing a keto diet. And do you know something? I cannot wait for the day that I end the keto diet. And uh, I... Uh, I honestly just cannot wait. I'm not saying I'm going to go wild and crazy and eat all the bad stuff all over again, but certainly I, I miss the bread so much. I was I I was out for a curry the other night with a friend, and I, I couldn't have the naan bread, and I thought, no, this is wrong. I I, I need to have naan bread. I need I naan d- bread.
1: I don't mean to make you feel hot bad or anything, but I had a naan bread with my dinner tonight.
0: Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, can't pretend <laughs> that keto diet. Then I have to be sooner rather than later. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, or any way, rather. Um, oh, and that's, that's another wee thing we're going to introduce as well. I, was, I remember I did a radio course a few years ago and I was told by a very, 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 uh, very knowledgeable radio presenter that you should never use the word anyway in a recording. I can't remember why he said it, but um, yeah, uh, I'll try not to use it, but I can't promise anything. So there we are. That's just another one of my uh, silly uh, wee habits. But yeah, that's what I'm like. Now, sticking with food... And I know we don't have a lot of time left. Dash, tell me about kebab pies.
1: Oh, pie, 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 Delilah. Wow.
0: Was that it, your first ever kebab pie? Yeah.
1: I, what I'd was never that even, like? Well, I'd never heard of that this was such a thing in my life. It, it, I was, the, to, the first thing that blew me away at St Miriam was the fact that their pie stand was called Pie Sports. And the I logo, suppose. yeah, the logo is a ripoff of the Sky Sports logo, called Pie Sports.
0: Oh, for goodness' sake!
1: That blew my mind first. Then I got moved up the queue, and I saw this sign saying "Pie of the Month." I was like, "No way can a pie, a football a pie, pie of the month. month." Yep, Pie of the <laughs> Month. Yep. And then it said "Kebab Pie." I was like, "Well, if it's kebab, if it's Pie of the Month, then I've got to try it." And it was uh, for two pounds seventy. I was like, even if it's rubbish. I can just come back and get get a, get another pie. But I sat down, bit into it. Oh my wow! Doner kebab meat with sweet chili sauce in a pie. It was ah, oh, I I was that I, I went down at half time to get a second, but the queue was too big.
0: Oh um, no! They were See that there big. we are. That's the advice I give you about queue. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and so I went just one pie, and then I tweeted a picture of said pie because I was that amazed by it. Four hundred and seventy-nine likes later. That's the most likes I've ever got on Twitter, and it's for a that bloody is kebab pie!
0: Astonishing. Yeah, kebab. Uh, four hundred. Uh, did you say four hundred and seventy-nine?
1: Yeah, likes on Twitter for my uh, kebab gosh.
0: pie. Yeah, <laughs> I I couldn't even hit on a good day even half of that.
1: Well, I, <gasps> I think I think my most before that's maybe then sub 16 who's
0: liking that tweet
1: oh there's there's all random people there's like people comment in in french there's people in different languages i'm like how have yeah! they this? So
0: this went this
1: <laughs> yeah like I've, yeah it's, it there was i had to translate some of the replies to the tweet that i didn't know like, obviously i've not done french in school and and then uh, there was a couple of people saying uh wouldn't try that if you paid me and then someone was like just disgusting i was like you've clearly not tried it can't say disgusting. Don't knock
0: it. Don't knock things like this yep. until you actually give it your first attempt. So, um, oh, it's, uh, do you know something? I think I think I'll have to go to Saint Martin at some stage in the future and go and just try out the kebab pie. But I bet you they'll, they'll probably serve something else. By oh, time. Pie in the
1: month will have changed by then. You you've oh. missed it,
0: mate. It's it's now March. I will have, have to go out and uh, find a kebab pie, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, and, 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 and just very briefly, is it all that different to say buying a kebab, Donner kebab and a, a pizza bread?
1: Yes. Cause the pa- the pastry was like pie patients. It was like flaky. And
0: oh, it was, oh it, I, th- I think it was
1: the senses we, were expecting like pie feeling like scotch pie or steak and gravy. And then by into it, you're like Oh, and then you get the hit of the chili, like, Oh. and then, yeah, I was instantly craving more, and like, I should have used oh, your dear. tips.
0: <laughs> well, <coughs> oh, see, that's how excited I've got. Now I'm starting to cough. Um, <laughs> my lungs, my lungs are just getting a little bit like, Aris, Aris, slow down, man, please. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I'll definitely have to try a kebab pie at some st- stage uh, in the future, whenever that is. Um, and and before, but before, believe it or not, we're just about the end of our first episode. Can you briefly tell me how you found it?
1: I have felt as if it was meant to be, it was not, it, it, yeah, it, A bit it, like
0: it, Ant and Dick-y. exactly, <laughs> or,
1: or, or Dick and Dom. I don't
0: know. Oh, no, no, I'd prefer Ant and Deck <laughs> any day of the week,
1: <laughs> but no, nah, yeah, it's been good. Hopefully, we haven't just humored ourselves, and some other people have thought decent even if it is it i i mean i enjoyed it because it gives me that outlet to talk about a thing that i'm really passionate about because the staff it's out i don't have many heart supporting friends so it's good to be able to sit talk shop about something i'm stupidly passionate about but have to but mainly that, bottle that is
0: what this podcast is all about and i know there's a lot of hearts po- hearts podcasts already but but that's where we come in you know it does uh, you know, obviously, has plenty of years' of experience supporting hearts. Uh, I I'm still relatively new, uh, and uh, I'm a broadcaster by nature, anyway, and that's that's what I do anyway as a journalist. So uh, you combine all that together, and then you've got uh, Daz and the Manus, uh, the men in maroon, and uh, that's uh, really hopefully onwards and upwards, and we'll do tons and tons of ep- episodes of this. Uh, at this stage, I think it's. Safe to say that hopefully, uh, God willing, we'll uh, do another episode later this week yeah, uh, yeah. after the Aberdeen game. So we'll uh, definitely talk about that, and then look ahead to Dundee United. Um, and uh, as I say, we'll make this a regular thing uh, because there is still quite a lot of the season still to go, and uh, there's still a lot to talk about. And uh, um, and then that's the beauty of modern technology. You know, we, you get all sorts of podcasts now. Definitely. So why not have another Hearts podcast?
1: Yeah, I think, as you say, there's a long way to go in the season. We could just have a brief break because we could be on a European vacation.
0: Well, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, We'll see what happens later this year. Um,
1: So so if our prediction, one of our predictions goes, right, we will be, because you've claimed Hearts will win the Scottish Cup. (laughs) Oh, no, look what I've started. and And then if Cammy Devlin gets five goals, surely then he'll say that's because... It was said on the Men in Maroon podcast, let's invite these two boys over to uh, Australia for a, for a jolly neck neck over the summer. And it's, I think, yeah, our predictions are going to pay off.
0: Oh, we're not having feces <laughs> <season> in Australia. That's a long trip. <laughs> Save I your holidays, see.
1: mate. Don't get wasted in those, those work holidays.
0: <laughs> i don't think hearts have ever been on a preseason to australia i don't think they will be anytime soon It'll just
1: but... be me and you
0: it's just me you and cammy that's it <laughs> uh, cammy devlin and Akka, maybe <laughs> well I'll, I'll have to go and watch um uh, australian league out, out there i don't know if they play in the summer but certainly even if they don't i mean there's other sports there as well i suppose but uh yeah um <laughs> beyond that though um no I've, I've enjoyed this first show and it's great and uh as I say, um, it's not just obviously because of the broadcasting side of things, but obviously just the chance to chat. I think it's really important to talk. Uh, and uh, certainly, um, you know, one of the ways that Hearts have helped me personally is with my mental health. And I'm sure with time, um, it will all, if it wasn't evident already, then it will be very, very evident that talking is really, really important. And um, so this is actually a great way to do it as well. And uh, and that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, um, obviously, Daz is the technological expert when it comes to getting us both connected and chatting. Um, so, thank you so much, Daz, uh, for uh, being the the um, the man in control as far as the recording is concerned. Uh, and uh, as I say, I'm just sitting here on my chair, just um, laughing like. Uh, uh, I suppose a, a cheeky little boy at the back of the class. Your so, infectious uh, laugh,
1: Anna. You have a you have very infectious laugh.
0: Some, so, who said this earlier? Uh,
1: me and my partner.
0: Yeah, I was just saying. Oh, come on. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we we felt like we felt like we couldn't help but laugh along with you.
0: Oh well, that's, I'm doing something right then. Oh, which is absolutely wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much to you, guys, uh, and uh, long may this be a fantastic. Uh, partnership. Um, we are like the two strikers up front on the pitch, and um, so uh, absolute pleasure uh, to link up with yourself. Uh, and just uh, finally, before we say bye bye, um, let me give you the Twitter names that you can follow us on. So for our podcast, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Men in Maroon underscore Pod. Is it an underscore?
1: Underscore, yeah. Yeah, someone I, has I, stolen you it. You know, I thought
0: one. I got that wrong. No. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. Got it in one. <laughs> I've got it in one. So at men in maroon underscore pod p o d, uh, so give us a follow on that. You will see my frightening face um, and uh, me pointing at you. And uh, you can follow me personally at annus the manis fifty one spelled A-N-A-S-T-H-E, M A N A C E, so that's an A, not an E, N A C E five one, um, all one word. Uh, and you can also follow Daz at Salopian underscore Jambo. S A L O P I A N underscore J A M B O. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I know I I, I should be on. A spelling quiz show one day, I know that. (laughs) So, (laughs) so there we are. That's uh, where you can follow us. And uh, of course, you are very welcome to tweet us uh, with any of your opinions. And if you do tweet us with your opinions, then, and if you are public on Twitter, your your profile is public, uh, then uh, we might read it out um, if it's an interesting enough tweet. If it's not, then uh, we won't. So, make it interesting (laughs) and and don't swear at us too much. (laughs) Lovely. Um, So, Daz, um, well done. We got to the end of episode one. We survived. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Uh, thank you so much to Daz. Uh, and thank you so much to me as well. I don't know why I'm thanking myself, but there we go. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what happens when you get all excited uh, and you're very, very happy and your endorphins are going through you. And uh, join us hopefully later this week after the Aberdeen game. Uh, I suspect it's probably going to be Thursday I'm sorry, Thursday. Thur- yeah. Thursday, yeah I think yeah. Thursday uh, when uh, you know we'll have uh, had a good sleep uh, and then the brain will have finally settled down uh, on Thursday morning and then we can finally reflect uh, on the Aberdeen game uh, regardless of the result good luck to the men uh, playing on Wednesday nights uh, at St. Castle let's go for a big win um, against Aberdeen let's keep that race for third place going well in our favour and as you say we look forward to having you again listening to hopefully the second ever edition of the Men in Maroon podcast. He was Daz I'm Anas. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again or rather we will listen to you again or you will listen to us again the next time and you can tell I need to work on an outro cue for the next time so that's my homework. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye pie, pie now-
1: everybody, Bye bye
0: we'll see you, uh, we will hear you again, you can tell I definitely need to do the homework we will hear you again, we will be back with you later this week, so thank you very much and bye bye for now, bye bye bye